Oh. Man, what day was it? Sunday morning I woke up. No, Saturday morning. I woke up and uh, Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show was on. And it was, oh, my God. It was basically like the whole series. I think it was Saturday. And, oh, man, I I love some of that old stuff. Like the, the Black White Supremacist, Clayton, Clayton Bixby, Bixby was the first one. Oh, my God. And Pop Copy. Yo, <laughs> I am the manager, B. You're done. You're that's done. poopy. Because <laughs> fuck them, uh... that's why. <laughs> All right, man. They have both. <laughs> Tell them our computers are down. All right, they man. They should be anyway. Are you ready for a good-ass show? I am now. Done. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And give him all your loving, all your hugs and kisses too. Give him all your hugs and kisses too. It's that guy over there. <laughs> it's me. It's Alex, the receiver of hugs, the giver of kisses, <laughs> and as always introduced by that guy right over there. It's half man, half amazing, one take Jake back in the saddle again, and we are joined, as always, by the third man in the booth, <laughs> the mouth of the deep south, it's Robin. Hey, it is Robin, that's me, what's up, how's it going? I'm enjoying uh, my quarantine time, not working, but working at the same time, it's fun. How do you do? How do you do physical education via Zoom call? Do you just like you know what? That's kids? a that's a great question, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the answer being discovered sometime. Are, are they? Are they? Gonna, that would actually be really funny. Just have everyone play basketball, but like, like everyone. Okay, you're right? guarding him. Run over there. All right. Right now, cl- class looks like the beginning credits of the Brady Bunch. So, uh, you guys, this will be fun. Everyone, like, that's up seven up. The kids, there we the kids go. Holding the ball, and then you're, and, and then he's like, he's like, okay, I pass the ball to Ethan, and then he's got to take the ball out of the camera, and Ethan <laughs> holds up a basketball. <laughs> has a ball. And then, yeah. And the, there we go. Kid, Derek's like, I steal the ball, and then Ethan's got to put the ball down, and Derek uh, picks uh, up foul, a basketball. Foul. Oh my god, my head hurts. <laughs> yeah, foul. <laughs> Shut up, Joey. There's no fouls in this game. <laughs> Ah, these little bitches call fouls. Before we get too much farther down this rabbit hole, Alex, tell these people where they. I definitely want to keep the joke going, right? But I definitely we need to tell these people where to find us on social media. Um, well, a good place to start is on Instagram. You can type in Radar Production and find us. Ooh, I went find us this week. I'm going find us. us. Oh, you find us. I found Mm -hmm. us. Find us. Because you could also go on Facebook and type in the same Red Arrow production and find us. Uh, and then if you go if you go uh, on Twitter and type in at Red Arrow P, guess what? Find, find us. us. Find us. And then you could you could pop on over to uh, badfacts.info. Badfacts.info. To access the archive of the entire show. <laughs> and in the and, and whilst doing that, find us. Boom. You know, <laughs> you know who I don't want to find us? Marshawn Lynch. That bitch Carol Baskins. Oh. Because <laughs> no one would find Mar- us after that. <laughs> I was thinking Marshawn because he's just here so he won't get fined. I'm, I'm just here so I won't get fined. 
but oh, yeah. uh yeah so uh, i kind of i kind of shotgun started the show i didn't talk about uh, <laughs> what any of us had to come into this nope. but but uh so nope. this is going to be a, a fly by the seat of the pants affair uh ooh wee rick and since i at least know <laughs> what i brought to the show i'll, I'll bleed with that <laughs> Uh, so you son of a bitch, I'm in. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> so I realized I, I've tried to watch some movies over this past quarantine because apparently my work week <laughs> over is this past quarantine. <laughs> Early leader. This past quarantine. Right there. All right. Oh god. I'm write that one down. But I've been trying to watch <laughs> movies and, and like I watched episode two of Star Wars. And then I watched uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Well, it's half of it. I still haven't finished it because I don't have. Yeah, there's only one of the Return. It's not of the King. It's of the of Jedi. Of the Jedi. But uh, <laughs> just watching watching them made me realize how much I hated early 2000s CGI. Like it takes me oh. out of the movie watching it. Like even even then, like it was still cool, but I could tell how much it was CGI. And like watching it now. It is brutal. Because <laughs> you can tell how hard they're trying and right. failing. <laughs> well, I mean, especially because when they're, when they're showing you this gigantic computer shot that they made in a, uh, they they made in in somebody's whatever the studio, and you see the subjects, the people <laughs> riding riding their horses, and they're like the size of ants. Like, what is this? Yeah. Filmography for ants. And you gotta, and you realize that, like, <laughs> unless you're getting a real shot, like something in, in like The Revenant, or I've seen Tarantino get those shots of, of big countryside. Uh, 310 to Yuma had some really good shots. Anyway, Cold Mountain has some really, really nice cinematography in it. Um, anyway. And hand jobs. Well, hey. Wait, what? Kayfabe DHJ. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> If that's but, not the if that's not the title of the next ruthless ruthless aggression podcast, <laughs> you guys are doing that whole thing wrong. I, I'm, right? I'm, I'm stealing that from uh, from a Conrad cast, so I can't take full credit of it. Uh, yeah, well. well, yeah, well. Anyway, uh, but like the subjects on the screen are so small that it's like, what am I? Why am I watching this movie? Did I watch it to see what a computer could do in 2001, or did I watch it to see the story? Yeah, the story. I don't know. It, it just, of it how ma- they made it on a computer. It makes me mad. <laughs> I just watched Gemini Man, and was... um, there's there's a, a lot of it that you can really tell is CGI, which, I mean, obviously all the young Will Smith stuff yeah, I was, is. <laughs> I was like half but, of Will Smith's But part. there's, I feel like they half-assed a lot of it, like a lot of it. It, it bugged me. You mean like the and, like Superman's mustache? You know what's funny about that is I didn't even notice. Like, I was looking, and I think – I haven't watched it since it came out because um, I saw it in the theater. Super but I haven't watched mustache. it. <laughs> I haven't seen it on TV, though. So maybe I need to go back and watch that. The thing that the, – the upsetting part of – of what you're referring to with early 2000 CGI is if you go back and watch like Jurassic Park, like the CGI they do of like Tyrannosaurus Rex running along the road, like Mm -hmm. looks better. It was like, it was like they got the little parts right in the nineties and thought we can make a whole movie out of this. And they couldn't yet. 
Right, and, right. and I put, like, immediately after that, like, earlier today, I watched part of Blade Runner, and I look up, and I'm just watching, I'm like, oh my god, this is so much more aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, we, it's like they knew what their limitations were, and they played to them. Right. Like, it, instead of them saying, like, how hard can we push this computer? It, it was like, how hard can we lean into this slide? <clears throat> like, it just seems right. to be a different way of, of doing things, and like... I don't know. I've always I've always been a fan of practical effects. Uh, to this, to this me day. too, dude. The thing, one of my absolute favorite movies mm. of all time with Kurt Russell. Um, like there's a that scene. is an underrated movie. Oh, dude, I love that movie. Kurt Russell's my spirit animal, anyway. But <laughs> but like just the way they have this alien and it just pops out and does this spooky, scary shit that like you didn't need, you had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, alien. <laughs> Uh, with animatronics. Well, where'd he go? Where, where did he Jake, go? Jake, I can't hear you. I, I can hear you, Jake, and I'm did the I, only one that did matters. Did I ruin my thing? Did you do it? No, I, I'm still talking, Wait, man. I can but, hear you, but really low. Hold on. What? what? Hey, uh-huh. I fixed it. Hey, it was a lug nut. Lug nut. Found it. It's got to be your bowl. <laughs> Foul. Found, found it. Found it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I was on a roll when you derailed the the J train. What happened? Uh, uh, Kurt Russell Kurt, had an alien, and it yeah. Anyway, so the, the practical effects they were just really cool, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's what that's what I loved about the early Star Wars movies. You know, like Yoda was a puppet, but it yeah. worked. Jabba the Hutt was a puppet, and it worked. Right. And then the they other, come along and they're like, Jar Jar Binks! I'm like, get uh, the fuck out of here. Well, the other thing that... that uh, Is the, the people gonna die? Fuck off. <laughs> You's gonna die. <laughs> the other thing that... Uh, the difference between the, the prequels and the original trilogy is, like, the campiness of the original trilogy came from a genuine, like, warm-heartedness. Uh, you know, like... And, and just some yeah. real chemistry with the actors and the actresses on set. Whereas I felt like watching the the prequels, as as you know, I, it was elucidated to me. It's like they're trying to be campy, they're trying to be funny. And right. They, yeah. they didn't it, have the same. Chemistry. It was as if, yeah, the Star Wars universe at that point had accepted the campy as like canon, so it yeah. was required instead of like naturally occurring because, like, it, it seems like. As much as George Lucas knew what he wanted to make in a movie, everybody was figuring it out as they went along, and that creates that that organic nature of things where mm-hmm. the prequels come along and they're like, oh, it has to be just like the other ones, but now they're dealing with green screens and CGI, so you don't have a Yoda puppet to talk to. You've got a laser pointer telling you where to look <laughs> while you talk to Yoda and, and that kind of shit. And it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's jarring. I think JJ Abrams kind of figured that out. And when he did his seven and nine, I feel like he kind of, I think he figured out what they did well and did poorly. And, mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, he definitely tried to use more, uh, physical, you know, characters in the room. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that helped a lot. Like, you watch... I just watched um, episode 9 again yeah, last night up. and today, and god damn. Like, I like that movie. I think 
that these the the seven, eight, and nine, I think they're going to hold up. Like if, if we look back in ten years, I think we're going to say, hey, those movies were really, you know, like for what they were, they're not bad. Um, they're not perfect, and I'm I'm interested to see if Disney goes and does a ten, eleven, and twelve because. I'm pretty sure I heard, you know, when I was a kid that there were supposed to be 12 movies. Mm-hmm. But I had always heard I've, nine. I see, and I've heard both. I, I remember hearing nine, and then somewhere along the lines, I remember hearing 12. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do 12. I know that they're not talking about doing a solo sequel. Good. Oh, God. Which, thank God. So I thought I liked that movie, but I didn't like the dude they got to play Han Solo because exactly. he tried to play. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. He played he played Han Solo the way he thought it should have been instead of playing Han Solo the way we expected him to be. Like, right. I get it. I understand you're an actor, and that's you know whatever. Do you do you? But but, but look if at you're what gonna, Dong Lover did. Yeah. Exactly. He, he and we've talked about it before. We did yeah, the exact the same conversation. Yeah, go to the info. Yeah. So anyway, like the practical effects, like that's when we start making our own movies. Let's let's remember that practical effects make things better. Well, and, <laughs> and it's something that I mean, there's there's an adage in wrestling that you know wrestling with a budget is is not always the best thing because once you start spending all this money on making wrestling look good, it mm-hmm. loses what wrestling is. And that's that's what, in my okay. opinion, one of the biggest issues with WWE is it's mm-hmm. too clean and it's too polished. And that's why ECW kind of exploded when it did. Right. Yeah, because it, it was raw. And actually, I was just watching mm-hmm. the, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring with New Jack. Um, that's, that's some heavy shit in that episode. But yeah. anyway... Do you guys think uh, that adage also applies to like science fiction? Because when you look at you know episode four and episode five, you know you see the difference in budget there. But look at the difference in budget between the original trilogy of saga and episodes one, two, three. Do you think that science fiction with a budget? I'm going to ramble a little bit even more with this question. Uh, Star Trek haven't going from you know William Shatner and them to mm-hmm. the production it has become like is is science fiction one of those properties that is also better with without a budget um yeah well that's that's uh, for me it's a sub, uh, too subjective to give you a yes or no because i believe that if you're trying to capture the future of science fiction right then, then I I always imagine that like spaceships and things like that would be cleaner, right? So you want that kind of the way that that comparison of like Star Trek: The Next Generation as opposed to Star Trek, right? Patrick Stewart against William Shatner, like it, everything looked clean and orderly, you know, almost to an OCD type level because that's how I imagine we would create spaceships. So it works in that sense, but if you're trying to do like a like the cyberpunk kind of dystopian future, like a Blade Runner, I think you you almost need the budget to restrict it, make it dirty, grimy, darker, right? Where it can it plays into the story. It's do you want 
the utopian future or the dystopian future kind of a right. aspect where it's it's really easy to make something look ugly with that kind of sub 4K definition and bad lighting. It seems bleaker. You, you, there's less hope where when you turn up all the lights and make everything white or kind of off-white like they do in Star Trek, you're like, oh, the future's going to be so cool. We're going to have fucking tricorders and, and, and holocron system. This is going to be amazing, right? And so it's like, it, it, what story are you telling? See, I, I kind of had an idea, and I need to go back and read uh, Garth Ennis's Caliban, because I just kind of had an idea, because we, we always, whenever we hear the stories of these, like, Star Trek, for instance, when they have the, the super shiny spaceships with the, the laser beams and all that, there's always the, you know, the Klingon or whatever warrior class that they're going up against, be it, uh, you know, the, the Romulans or the Cardassians, mm-hmm. what have you, uh, like, I would love to see, like, a sci-fi story from their perspective where you just see the warrior class and here comes this invading, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling army that wants to that wants to explore the galaxy. And you're like, right. and they're just like, dude, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fuck off. A, a Klingon story. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's a great. That would be. That's... That would be awesome. <laughs> um, have you guys watched um, Alita? The no. No. It's... I've heard it's. So, I've heard it's good. I liked it a lot, and then I heard they're making trying to get people to make a sequel, whatever. But that's one of those. It's kind of like the mix. Like it's got. Practical effects and clearly CGI, and they do. I feel like they do a good job of mixing the two, where they have like that kind of Star Trekky, really clean place, and then at the same time, it's got the dirty, like uh, Escape from LA kind of feel. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but um, another one that's really good at mixing the two is um, Ready Player One. Like I oh. like that movie a lot. Like it's. I, I feel like I've watched it. I can't. I, I think I did. I can't remember. I, I think did. you would remember because it, it's got like all of your your um, pop culture references. Yes, like I did see the, it. I did the see the Millennium it. Falcon, and yeah, it's got all sorts of cool shit like that. Um, you know who like, didn't see that movie? No. That bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> God, uh, I'm so glad that that's happened. The whole Tiger King thing, like, oh, it's so good. Have you I, have you seen I'm it? Sorry like to the, derail this shit. Well, it happens. You. But but the the Tampa police have reopened the opened case. up a tip line. Yeah, they've yeah. reopened the case, and Carol Baskin probably shitting her pants. And Joe, Joe's over what? there, like, yes, the one <laughs> the one that I can't get over. And and uh, post pre Malone has brought it up too and stuff is h- how fast the internet like reacted to like she said on camera if you want a tiger to right. eat someone you cover them in <laughs> sardine oil nobody else is bringing that up right you, she's like you don't rub some perfume on a shoe you cover it you cover anything you want them to uh. eat in sardine oil they'll just munch that down oh mm-hmm. my God. right. And it was like, what? 
That's Why like, do you know that? That's, that's O.J. Simpson's out here. Like, if you're gonna kill your wife, you definitely. You're like, oh. what? What are you doing? Oh my god! <laughs> like, O.J. even commented on it. Did you see that? Yeah, I thought I, yeah. today. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, O.J., what is you doing? He's like, he's like double jeopardy. So <laughs> he's all oh. that bitch did it just like me. Ah, uh, so anyway, I mean, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> You think he could steal my shit and get away with it? <laughs> anyway, as you, were, as you were saying, Robin, do you, do you even recall? <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. Ready Player One. I got. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, nice, you ever watch Alex. Battlefield Earth? <laughs> oh my God, Is the it? John Travolta yeah, yes, Scientology John... movie. Yes, I have seen it. It's the worst movie ever made. It's terrible. It's what? It's a great mix it. of what we were just talking about. The practical. Oh. It's not and terrible. It is. It, I feel like I'm gonna buy it right now. Oh, it is. So, <laughs> I'm buying Battlefield Earth. Do not give the Church of Scientology any money. <laughs> and Don't I'm do order that. Order a book. I'm gonna have it sent to your address. <laughs> Dianetics. Um. I, al- I already have Scientology mail sent to my house, but it's sent in Spanish. So like, I don't know how to how to unsubscribe in Spanish. Wait, unsubscribe, bo. <laughs> Unsubscribe bar. <laughs> Unsus- I think it's actually unsubscribeer. I don't know subscribe. how to unsubscribe in Spanish would also be a great episode, man. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, fuck off a Klingon story is pretty strong. <laughs> Just like a Klingon. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. You're right. Oh, man. So, a- oh. The, the, what I would say about the... <laughs> Battlefield Earth is is f- from what I remember of it, it's so bad. God, it's, it's so bad. Weird. But it's what it is weird. is that's the case of like too big of a budget being utilized improperly. Like the set design, if I remember correctly, for its time wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. but it's like it it. It was, you know, I don't know. I don't know what their budget was. Oh, Call gosh. it for the sake of conversation. A hundred is a hundred million dollars spent on all of the little details without putting any effort into like the supporting story. You know what I mean? Like it's the equivalent of someone showing you like a ship in a bottle. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like I, I understand it took a long time to build that, but it ultimately doesn't do anything. Yeah. And that's that's Battlefield or from what I remember. Oh my god, it's so bad. John Travolta it made 73 million dollars. Yeah, but that's what was crazy. its budget? Well, I'm trying to find that. Uh, let's see. Because I'm pretty sure its budget should have been bigger than that. <laughs> Probably. Uh, the, the Church yeah. of Scientology is not is not, you know, but uh, here, let me. Um, where did the thing go? I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read um, the I'm plot as Battlefield Earth. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm gonna read somebody's uh, summary of the plot. Um, it's year 3000 AD. The Earth has uh, lost the alien race of uh, Cyclos. Cyclos. Humanity is enslaved by these gold thirsty tyrants, whom are unaware that they're man animals. Are about to ignite the rebellion of a lifetime. Man, I really animals. Like, I really feel man. like I missed an opportunity to call them manimals there. I was same, right? Yep. 
So how do but, I get this on DVD? Because this is happening. So speaking of things <laughs> that I, I ordered from, <laughs> from Amazon, so remember back in Christmas when uh, you told us about the Daniel Craig collection of mm-hmm. Bond movies? Yeah. So I snap ordered that shit. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, give me all that. Hell well, yeah. <laughs> here's the issue with, with Amazon Prime, right? Like mm-hmm. the convenience of Prime is that it's delivered to your door quickly and I pick it up when it's there. Well, what ha- happened was they <laughs> used UPS to deliver it, and apparently this UPS agent took it upon himself to be the one guy in the history of Amazon package delivery to not drop the package at the door and instead leave me a note saying, come pick it up at this location anytime tomorrow after tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Well, that defeats the purpose of using Amazon, now doesn't it? Kinda, yeah. Like, if I wanted to go get it from somewhere, I'd go to the store. Exactly. And (sighs) and it's, like, it's a good, it was a good deal, but it wasn't as though it was an out-of-this-world deal. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I just, I, I take the ticket, and I stick it, I stick it on the wall, because it's, it's, you know, it's got the adhesive site on the back, Mm -hmm. and I just continue to not pick it up, essentially. (laughs) And I just don't pick it up for like three months now. Um, Jeez. I and I just haven't. I just didn't. And so the UPS store sent it back to Amazon, and now I'm getting a refund for it. So, so. Found money. You should email Amazon and be like, "Hey, so I ordered this, and they wouldn't bring it to me. Yeah, I never got my package. Send it to me for free." Yeah, I, I mean, I could probably argue that with them. Like, run this shit back and give it to me for freezies because this is BS. But no, I just want my twenty-one dollars back, man. I need but the, the here's uh, on the house. Yeah, here's here's the other fun part of this. They want to refund it to the card that was in my wallet when I lost it in September. Oh jeez. Yeah, so now it's now it's tied up. So the bank's got to be like, it has to wait a week, and then you know I've got the two accounts, and it takes three days. It takes three my bank days account works because I gotta move it. I gotta move it. <laughs> so I got bottles. You got bottles. You know. I so want... yeah, it's it's a little bit of a fiasco, but at the end of the day, uh, Stephen A, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my twenty one doll hairs back for movies I would probably only watch one or two times anyway. <laughs> I want uh, I want Kevin Hart to like update that joke to be like, hey, D. Wade, so how my bank account works now is it's much <laughs> bigger than yours, and you're in my club drinking my booze. You're paying <laughs> me now, bitch. <laughs> uh, I love it. That is funny because, I mean, yeah, Kevin Hart is now a global superstar, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's on um, The Masked Singer. Oh, you think so? I do. He, I think he's the taco because like they they interviewed him a couple times, and the way he talks, he just he he couldn't help himself, man. And like the way he the way he moves, and the way he kind of twitches around, and, and like this hand movement, and it's just it was very very Kevin Hart. I need and to catch up on that show. I the problem I have with it is I'm very bad with celebrities, uh-huh. so when it's like it's so and so, I'm like okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who that? Uh, the thing that uh, the thing that bothers me, and and it 
I'm aware that it shouldn't bother me because that's kind of the point of the show. But what bothers me... Ice-skating superstar so-and-so. Yeah. (laughs) It's... The fact that it's basically the only celebrities that it can't be are the judges. Like, it's not... It's not like they come out and they're like, okay, for this season of The Masked Singer, we brought in... 15 NASCAR drivers, and now you know that you're picking from whatever, however many NASCAR drivers are, you know, 52 NASCAR drivers, right? And But there's only 10 of them, so it's still open-ended. It's like we we got 12 people who are have a million subscribers on Instagram. So anybody with a million subscribers on Instagram essentially could be a mass singer, and you're like, that. I don't – what? And then – Somehow Ken Jeong gets incredibly close to guessing who it is. The thing, the the thing that gets frustrating to me about the show is when they like when they guess it right two episodes early, and then like, <laughs> and like you can tell that the producers like shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mister Chow. Like, I saw I saw it happen to Robin Thicke on one of them. Like he, it was one that I actually guessed because it was super obvious. But Robin Thicke's like, hey, you sound like this person. And then he never mentioned it again for like the next <laughs> until they got voted out. And it's like, I think you're this person. I'm like, oh, you're right. That's funny. <laughs> I like this show. I thought it's show. entertaining. It's definitely entertaining. I just don't know who anybody is. And my, that's my fault. Because I'm, I'm my, detached my biggest from society. problem is, is that it is on when we record. <laughs> so well, is it on right you now? Have, you got, you got yeah. the hopper. I know, but I hate watching stuff that way. I like either watch it when it's on or I don't. Well, adjust, advance. Hey, I've only ever tell me watched it on Hulu. <laughs> I like I've I've Hulued through two seasons of The Mass Singer at work. <laughs> that's, nice. That's the only way I've watched it, and it's like kind of in the background on my coworker's like phone. That's just sitting on her desk, so I can kind of hear it while I'm like, I'm like, that that alien <laughs> unicorn is a good singer. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I like that, watching the uh, reveals and I like guessing. That's my favorite part. Yeah, and like I, I don't know, because yeah, I generally don't like just listening to people sing and like when it's when it's just the creature. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Do I do I really think this tree is singing right now? How high am I? What is it? How's Stanford that? mascot? Get out of here, dude! That was that may have been a top five tweet for me. Uh, what I said, you can tell times are rough at Stanford athletics when the when the mascot is on the mass singer. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. That's badass. At this like, point, I think times are tough at all athletic departments, though. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, or yesterday, because um, I'm s- supposed to be an athletic director, and uh, I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> I get emails from yeah, OSAA like, every week, and they're like, yep, we're still not doing anything. I'm like, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet. You're like, hey, State of Oregon, your suspension continues. continues. <laughs> I'm still uh, – so I've, I've found uh, to the dismay of post-Pre Malone – um, I found a, a it's new... It's just Malone, damn it. Not anymore. <laughs> she was, she was, she was the pre-wife, and now she's after being the pre-wife, so she's the post-pre-wife. 
but we decided to go with. I'm Post pretty Cream sure I had this discussion with him like a while back, and it's it's useless. Just give it up. Anyway, so <laughs> my my wife does not enjoy my, my newfound what? obsession with Formula One racing. Wait, what? Oh, nice. Because I watched uh, the two the second season of. I watched the second season of uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is a great, like, hard knocks-esque Wait, 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 wait. Say it like Jason Statham. What? I don't know how. What are we talking about? Drive drive to Survive. Say it like Jason Statham. Uh, uh, Drive to Survive. All right, let's stop it. it. Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. Uh, there, there we go. Better. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that one was well. That was the second one was better. Uh, <laughs> take two. Uh, the so because of that, uh, I now lost everything I was going to say because you brought up Jason Statham. Dang it! Mm-hmm. Uh, you was talking about Drive to Survive. I know. Why diamonds? And why you like Formula One racing? And why your wife doesn't like it? Oh, she just. <laughs> Oh, that's what, what it was, because we talked about canceling sports. So You're welcome. A whole bunch of people that are like I, – I would say formerly part of the Formula One community, like old racers, old – like um, the – Like the, Al Unser Jr. Yes, him specifically, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. Um, a whole bunch of people who are no longer drivers or team owners or anything but are still like fans of, of the, the sport and everything – have come out mm, and basically mm, it's mm, not a sport. Mm, I know, no, but they always no, call it a sport. No. Um, that doesn't excuse that. That does not excuse you. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, because I don't care. the The thing is, everyone outside of the racing community wants them to just say that there isn't going to be a 2020 season. But like the guy and like the commissioner of the why not of anything like racing is the most socially like they're trying to get away from each other of anything <laughs> it just draws in so many people and you gotta have you gotta have the crowd there so when the tire goes bouncing into the stands you know we get something they to watch target yeah uh, <laughs> but they keep calling Mama for Mia. they keep calling to just cancel the season and wait until the 2021 start and the guy who would be like the roger goodell equivalent for formula one so he's in charge of all racing that goes of formula style he's like he's like nope 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 we're gonna reassess at the end of april we're still holding on to that june start date for the race where we're gonna go to all of the european countries that are completely shut down right now and Bring in 200,000 people to watch a race for four hours. And everyone's like, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Don't do it. So, Mona Me, what has gotten you into open wheel racing? Uh, The fact, like, it, what it. See how I called it open wheel racing? I know what uh I'm talking about. What it truly comes down to is, I. I, my argument to you is that I'm not actually into open wheel racing. I'm into specifically Formula One because I could give a shit about Formula Two, Three, Four, GP Two. I don't care about any of that. IndyCar, suck a dick. Formula One. <laughs> the thing that's so intriguing about it is that they've they've specifically limited the field to ten teams of two cars, meaning at any time there are 
20 or less, because sometimes people die, 20 or less Formula One drivers in the world. And these men are the greatest drivers. Okay. Like, at, like they are doing things in an automobile that cannot be done. Like a backflip? No, <laughs> they do. They definitely do that. <laughs> he said, "Do do," and it is scary. Um, they're doing they're doing stuff with cars that couldn't be done in any other car, and in all likelihood couldn't be done by any other people but those. You know, the twenty that are gonna, and say the next ten. You know, kind of that next level down that are gonna come next. Right, like the the intercontinental champions of like, yeah, of, like uh, so you're looking at a pool of I'd say twenty to forty people on the entire planet that are actually capable of doing what these guys are doing. I mean, they're going wow. two hundred miles an hour, inches away from each other. If if they touch at all, I mean, it's it is it's a catastrophic failure of of it, uh, uh, sometimes life and death, right? And so think about this. So what we're talking about here is a, a group of people as elite as starting NFL quarterback. Yes. Like and but it's it's as elite as a starting NFL quarterback, but with less of a pool of talent, a smaller pool of talent coming like for their jobs. Is that more or less impressive? That to me makes it like it's more impressive because when when the job is taken it's lost forever there isn't like it so rarely does a guy go from one team to the like when he loses a spot in a team he doesn't go to another team and over and perform well again right they can move up when lewis hamilton left mclaren for mercedes that was considered a, a shift up right he can't he played up right it's like Going from the Redskins to the Saints, like you're you're coming into a better organization. Everybody wins, yay! But when you <laughs> leave the Saints for the Jets, your career is never the same. <laughs> you know, like fair enough. No, it's so like it. It's just such elite skill. One one anecdote that made me laugh was one guy on the internet won a contest to drive an F1 car. Just a normal dude off the street. And he was actually driving an F1 car that was like six years old at the time. It was 2018. He drove the the Formula One car from 2012. And he got in, and they did the fit test and everything to make sure he was safe. And they told him to press down on the brakes as hard as he could. Use 100% of his strength to step on the brakes. And they went, great, you hit 70% of brake like capacity. Like you're using 70% of the brake power. When you step on it wow. as hard as you can, he then does his. He gets. He says they they let him do three laps around Silverstone, which is the the English the Grand Prix in England, and they only let you do three laps because they said by the by the fourth lap, uh, civilians basically get too cocky, and you think that you're as good as Hamilton, <laughs> you you and drive. you're not. Yeah. yeah, you're not. So he says. On his third lap, knowing it was... That makes sense, because about lap four is when I started getting squirrely in a go-kart. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> so, on his third lap, when he knew it was kind of the end, he hit he hit the straightaway, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Like, this is my last chance ever to drive a Formula One car. It's never going to happen for me again. I'm, I'm going. And he got up. He said he probably ended up at about 185 
miles an hour. And he saw the sign on the side of the road. They give them uh, how many meters till the corner, right? The markers for the drivers to reference. And he had been, he said on the first two laps, he had been starting his braking at about 150 meters. And he was like, nope, I'm pushing it this time. I'm waiting to the 50 meter mark, which is a pretty standard brake distance for Lewis Hamilton, the greatest driver of all time. So he knows it's, it's technically safe in the car. The car can do it. He's seeing if he's capable of it, right? And so he gets he gets to as close to the 50-meter mark as he can comprehend, slams on the brake as hard as he can. He said it put his face in his crotch. He couldn't see anything. His helmet's shaking. He's losing. And by the time he pulls his head back up, the turn is – I mean it's right here. It's 90-degree, right, right? And he just cranks the wheel. Car takes the turn like it's, like it's going 40 miles an hour totally fine <laughs> just gets it he finishes the lap pulls into pit row and the, the the lead race engineer runs up to him and goes wow you did better than most and he goes oh really and they go yeah you went you know 185 miles an hour or so which is faster than most and when you went into that corner you hit 40 percent of your brake power jeez and that and he said that was me i was pushing even harder than when I was sitting still doing the first test. And we have to keep in mind that all 20 F1 drivers, when they take any turn, are using 100% of brake power every single time. So these guys are – they got lower body strength for days. Like it is insane. And they're able to keep their head up and not suck their own dick when they slam on the brakes to make a turn. <laughs> like, there's so many times where you'll see them, they're driving, and something will happen, and they'll like wave at at the other driver, flip them off, stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, I wouldn't be able to take my hand off the steering wheel. And these guys are going 200 miles an hour, flipping each other off. They're like, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> All right, you, you've sold me. Like, I will watch an F1 race and see, and see if it's as entertaining as you make it sound. I think I would... It, it, between now and when F1 races may or may not start, I would say throw on the first episode of Drive Drive to Survive and Drive to Survive and see if it, see if it catches the bug the way it did me because that was kind of what pulled me in and then I've since been like following I, I I'm like the Formula One subreddit I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos I've caught live races when they were still happening last season and so it, dude it's primo shit. What, uh, what, where can I find Drive to Survive? Netflix. Netflix, I'll check it Netflix, out. Netflix, dude, it's uh, awesome. So something else that I'm being told is enter- is going to be entertaining and I'm not so sure about, uh, WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. With or without fans? Without. I oh, kind of want to watch it. <laughs> I like, I'm going to watch it, but it's a, it's like, it's a two day event. With no fans, and it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Right, Robin, I'll give you my login if you want to watch WrestleMania. You can just jump on. Yeah, the network. I'll check it out. That yeah. sounds. I it, it's like I, what it's a spectacle, right? Right. What little what little I know about wrestling, being being the odd man out in this group when it comes to that, I know like there's the classic trope of like. The louder the crowd cheers for the guy, it like fuels his comeback, right? That's, that's yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, do they 
pump in crowd work when they want John Cena to start winning again? <laughs> like, how, well, they don't they don't have that, but like, I mean, in the specific instance of John Cena, his match is actually going to be pre-taped and done on some sort of soundstage. Whoa, that was three S's for a guy with a frontal lisp. I'm I'm gonna need a, a round of applause <laughs> on that one. Way to go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, uh, like his his shit's gonna be weird. But uh, yeah, it's like, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not really sure what to expect. I haven't watched any of this uh, empty arena wrestling, be it to WWE or AEW. <laughs> so coming into to Mania, I really I really don't know, you know what what empty arena mania is going to be like because it is like it is like a hundred thousand people and that atmosphere isn't going to be there you get 10 (laughs) yeah you got you got like the 10 people in the room and that's including you went from wrestling at the silver dome to wrestling in a long john silvers (laughs) 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 it's not even the long john John silvers that's also a taco bell it's no it's just the long john silvers yeah yeah it's it's the parking lot in at, in uh, Riddle. It's, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, that was Main Street. They shut down. That's right. I you know, uh, I, I announced on Main Street, y'all. Yeah, boy. <laughs> no, I've watched a little bit of the uh, the empty arena stuff, and it's it's different. I mean, but I think where they pre-taped it, I I hope that they've come up with some cool ideas. I mean, right. To me. It's an opportunity, you know, like, hey, we have this chance to do something that will probably never happen again this way, and maybe we just go out and make it unique. Like, it's a chance for a different type of storytelling, and I don't know, I'm that's, that's the reason I want to see it, is just because it's going to be different, you know? It's like um, the pictures you see of Las Vegas being empty, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. I just want to check it out. I mean, well, I mean, you can fly there right now for like twenty six dollars to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Your suitcase. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I you see, I would fly to Vegas, but I'm concerned that they wouldn't let me fly back to Seattle. I've thought about like um, taking my bike and just going for a ride. Like if it would if it would just stop raining for five minutes, I'd go somewhere. I ride my bike. I ride my bike. (laughs) is <laughs> a sledgehammer i want I'm, to ride my bicycle i just Sorry. want i just want to point out uh that uh before we got distracted by vegas again i was going to make a joke <laughs> about how there would be way less people to boo goldberg at wrestlemania <laughs> and i think i think that like five minutes ago we would have laughed harder if i would have said it but we we i just wanted you guys to know that's where my brain went uh <laughs> Because I well, I was informed I have to boo Goldberg. <laughs> right. Yeah, fuck. Well, it's really interesting actually because uh, Roman Reigns, who is uh, scheduled to face Goldberg, has opted out of WrestleMania because he has leukemia. It's um, a good reason to opt so, out. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's in remission, but he, I mean, he has it. Mm-hmm. Like it's come, it, he's he's gone into remission twice, which means he's had it twice. So like he's like you know with this whole immunodeficiency thing I've got going on I don't think I need to wrestle yeah and and so that whole match is is up in the air and nobody really knows what's what's gonna gonna Gold what's gonna happen against they're, they're, Ronda Rousey go <laughs> well, I'll take Ron, I'll take Ronda because she actually has been in a fight that I mean 
Like, I would absolutely take Ronda Rousey over Goldberg. Chris Jericho choked out Bill Goldberg. That's I'd, true. Ronda Rousey can definitely... Mm-hmm. She would destroy Bill Goldberg. <laughs> okay. In I a like world of fake like, wrestling, he's fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is he's Fugazi. Yeah. He is Fugazi. He's the most unprofessional prick in the world, and I, you know, I hope somebody kicks his head into the third row. I mean, it'll just bounce off the seats because no one's sitting in them. <laughs> which is, which is super funny because Brian mm. Callen, uh, the the stand-up comedian who is also a star of the show, what's it called? Schooled. It's like the offshoot from from the Goldbergs. Um, okay. He was like the PE teacher in the Goldbergs, and now there's a new show yeah. about. Him yeah. being the PE teacher. Anyway, I guess Goldberg, Bill Goldberg. What? I'm so mad about that. By the what? way, that he's now that gold that Bill Goldberg is now the PE teacher on the Goldbergs. Is he? Yes. Ah. Well, because of that, I guess like Brian Callen had to work with him for you know a couple of weeks doing some episodes together and stuff. And he said that Bill Goldberg, at least on on this on a TV show set, is one of the most professional guys he's ever worked with Hmm. that he's like a like because of his wrestling background which you all very uh confidently tell me he is bad at that (laughs) translates to him being like so like a directable in like a sitcom setting i was like no 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 go do this and he's like got it and he does it the right way the set like two takes done yeah, he's a, he's a real actor for sure. Um, one thing that I'm looking forward to is is actually the Big Show show. The Wait, big show. Wait, what? It's the big, big, big. The the Big Show show. Okay. It's uh, the Big Show is getting a show on Netflix, and it's life. It's him. He's like, oh, I don't want to. I'm not a wrestler anymore. Now I've got two daughters, and it's the Big Show show. Huh. And I'm kind of, I think it's on Netflix anyway, but I'm I'm looking forward to it in a weird way because it's either going to be terrible, but or kind of kind of good because like I heard him talking about it with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the the, I said Stone Cold Steve Austin on on his uh, (laughs) (laughs) on his show anyway, and he was talking about it and and, like Big Show has pretty good comedic timing, so I was like, okay, well yeah, he's a funny dude. Show finally does. Yeah, when it comes out, I'll watch it. So, huh. yeah, the Big Show show. The Big, Big, Big. Is it? Is the I Big Show show going to be like, is it supposed to be like a Keeping Up With Kardashians reality TV show or like a sitcom? No, it's a it's a, it's a a uh, one uh, one camera comedy. Okay, mm. nice. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I think it's even in front of a studio audience. Like, this is a straight up the 90s oh, wow. shit. I kind of miss this, the in front of studio audience type shows. Yeah, the, it like the laugh track. If a TV show has a laugh track, I'm well on record as saying oh, that yeah. I will not watch. Like I hate shows with laugh tracks. Oh, do you? But like huh, I do I love. Know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> but I do love uh, live studio audience shows. Yeah. Because like it, like the way people react, I love seeing changes the timing audiences. of things and. Oh, it does. Yeah. I love seeing like people on stage crack because of the way <laughs> because a joke hit so well. And, and not like, Jimmy Fallon like actors. Yeah, yeah, not the way Jimmy Fallon does. Like <laughs> sometimes people corpse and there's nothing they can do about it because the crowd is laughing so hard right. that they have to wait, and it's just like an absurd amount of time for them to wait for it. Mm. But 
yeah, it's it, yeah, like Full House had that a few times where the crowd would just be laughing so hard you'd see Bob Saget <laughs> just like waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting. That's funny. That's awesome. Huh? I've never. I guess I never. I the the laugh the live studio audience shows were phased out. I guess before I was really paying attention, and so like I've only. I've only truly absorbed like Full House and things like that, like as an adult. And honestly, I thought it was annoying. I'm really? like the exact opposite, like because I, I guess I view, I view TV as, as you know, it's it's a script. Just get get through the script kind of a situation, right? <laughs> where, where like it's. It's cool when a play has to wait for the crowd because that crowd interaction's part of a play or stand up comedian thinks thinks the punchline's later in a joke but one of his throwaways just kills in the setup. Kills, and so he's right. got to he's got to wait and kind of mumble his way through the laughter and then keep going like that feels organic to me but like the point of full house was to solve that that family crisis in 23 minutes and when you waste a minute of it with Bob Saget standing in the living room looking at Uncle Joey shrugging, shrugging his shoulders because he can't say his line yet I was like cut it out yeah literally <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, this this actually this brings up a question I had earlier this week and what we'll use this to kind of send us out of here if you could live in one 90s sitcom what sitcom would you live in oh uh, it would be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say one that I think Jake's gonna react negatively to, but then I'm gonna try to justify it and see if if he understands. I'm gonna go with Friends, but I see his face. I see his face. You, you, the listener, can't see his face, but the face is the face you think he's making. Uh, but it's not. It, it's not because I want to be like friends with the friends or anything like that. It's because somehow. I want to touch Jennifer Aniston. Well, that would be great, but somehow, my thinking, <laughs> like Monica and Rachel were able to uh, afford a two-bedroom, and what we later find out is a two-bathroom, <laughs> full living room and kitchen apartment in New York City as baristas and and uh, like constantly changing restaurant chefs, which leads me to believe. That it would like, I just want to have an apartment in New York for free. Like that's what I want for my life. <laughs> that's the only way I'll ever go to or live in New York is if it's free, which it would never be unless I'm one I, of the characters. I, dis- on I disagree with you. I disagree with you. You will. You are going to go to New York. We've talked about this before. We have to either see the Blazers play in Madison Square or the Avalanche play in Madison Square. Mm. Well, I, I mean, but we could go to like a Sabres game. No, we can't. Talk <laughs> that shit. I'm going to Buffalo. Buffalo's upstate. But I mean, if we're if we complete the what is it the was it do we have to see a game in every stadium or every team in a single season for all four major sports in a calendar year? I I, I don't know. That's that's some rich guy talk. I, all I'm worried about right now is like getting to all Pac-12 football stadiums. And seeing a game of it with a team I care about in Madison Square Garden. The team like, I I've care always, about. Like I've always kind of liked the Knicks, so if I see the Knicks play, I'm not going to be mad about it. 
I mean, but I will. Like, That's terrible I rather, basketball. <laughs> I would rather. I would, yeah, I would. I'd rather see mm. the Blazers play. Right. You know, I'd rather see the Avalanche play against the Rangers. Like seeing the Rangers is, eh, okay, whatever. But like seeing mm. my team play is cool. Like I don't know. I I want to go to Madison Square before could, they rip the damn thing down. We could like, go. Like I missed. I I am so mad. Like I'm. Hang on. Hold the phone, Tyrone. <laughs> it's, it's my turn. I am so mad. I was in New York in 2001 when the Mariners won 116 games. I was there the week that they were playing the New York Yankees. I was in goddamn New York, hanging out on Long Island, going fucking cl- going fucking clamming when I should have been at Old Yankee Stadium watching the Mariners take all three from the goddamn Yankees. No, I didn't get to do that. I went to a fucking island. No, that's stupid. I should have been there. I should have, and they tore down Yankee Stadium, and I didn't get to go. So we need to go to Madison Square Garden before they tear the damn thing down. As long as long as it's an Avalanche game, we can we can make this work. Or the Blazers. No, I don't want to go to a Blazer. You gotta take Robin <laughs> to a Blazer game. I want to go to the Abs. Oh, we'll we'll both. Go. <laughs> well, I do oh. want to watch basketball in MSG. That'd be badass. Hey, well, that would be cool. Also, I would actually go see a game at Barclays. Barclays is supposed to be a palace. Oh, I I bet you it's amazing. I would go see. It would be rad to set it up in a way to see the Blazers one night and then the uh, another night go see a Nets game at Barclays. I want to oh, watch sure the totally Blazers. Doable. Watch the yeah. Blazers play the Nets and the Abs play the Rangers. Well, Robin wants to go to MSG to see basketball, so I still got to go do that. So like, you're going to three games. I'm, I'm planning my life. Yeah, I'm going to three games. I'm just planning for me. <laughs> I'm just planning for me. <laughs> Y'all can tag along if you want. Uh, I do want to go to New York. Like, That'd be cool. I, I was, yeah, New York's a, New York is a cool place. Like the time I went, from what I saw, it was pretty cool. But, I kind of want to also. I want to go to New York and then just hop across to London and see England. And may as well go to Ireland while I'm there. I have no desire to see Paris. Fuck that place. France sucks. <laughs> but uh, I'd go check out Germany. I want to go to Italy. Yeah. Not now. Italy. I mean. Well, yeah, not right now. I mean, not right you know, now. Italy's right now. Only a little bit worse. <laughs> Maybe than later. Us, later. But hey. <laughs> uh, 90 sitcom to be stuck in or be in. I think either um, The Fresh Prince because we'll. Ooh, awesome. Fresh Prince is strong, and you're rich, right? Like you're just related to rich people, mm-hmm. and that makes you rich. Have you ever met a person who's related to rich people? That makes them rich. Like I went to I went to school with a kid whose parents were rich. I that kid had like three credit cards, and he was 16. Right. Like what the fuck is <laughs> this? Let me ask you a question. How was his cousin doing? I, See, I because when you move in with your auntie and your uncle in Bel Air, you you're not you're you're only like tangentially well off. And then sometimes they change your aunt in the middle of the show. You're like, wait. She, <laughs> or she spends all the, the money show, on plastic surgery. You don't get the other show would be that '70s show because it would be fun hanging out with with all those guys and Mila Kunis would fucking get it. Yeah, so, she'd be getting it from Ashton Kutcher still. Like, yeah, you, well, she's gonna watch. She yeah, hide but, for a long time, yeah. and I'm pretty sure she lived with Fez. And like, that's just that's at just some point way. she's getting naked. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the the one that that y'all missed is Home Improvement. No, I looked at it. I thought about it. <laughs> like, I mean, my dad watches like, that show I've, every day still. I'm like, Dad, it's 2020. Awesome. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> it's it's. 
it's on YouTube, and I'll pull it up every once in a while. Like, I may do it this evening. But <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, Dad, like, come on, you can watch The Last Man Standing. It's the same show, oh, only he, he watches that, daughters. too, every day. He's got those two shows on, <laughs> or some sort of NCIS. And for some reason, he likes the NCIS Los Angeles one, like he's in love with LL Cool J or something. Dude, my grandpa's also uh, in love with LL Cool J. He's crazy. like, I don't, I don't know who that rapper guy um, is, but he's he's a good actor. Same, <laughs> ladies love Cool James. Yo, I watched Lock and Key. Yo, yeah, what's up? I liked it. Lock and Key. We talked about it a little bit in their text and shit, but um, and they got Best renewed for a second season. Possible. Best review. Yo, what's up? I Yo, liked it. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was a little predictable and a little tweeny, but whatever. It was it was good enough. I'll, I'll watch it again. And well, that, yeah, uh, like I said to Kenzie you, but, like, I said, it, <laughs> like I said, there, you, you called the, said there's a lot of foreshadowing. Foreshadow. I preferred to call it table setting because this is a very long story that they're going to be telling. So they, they needed to establish the players on the board as they are and let you know that everything's not always going to be as it seems. Yeah. But I, I do agree that this is a little bit tweeny, but I mean, that's kind of when, like, I was a little bit older than a tween when I started reading it, so. Bingo. That's fair. Like, for me, for me, this is a little bit of a, a fetish property, so, as it were. Well, that's weird. Um, <laughs> how, how, not, not like that. How does the comic compare, how does it compare to the show? Pretty good. Uh, like, I, I'd say they, they kept it, uh, I, like, I need to go back and read it again, but everything seemed logical and yeah. followed along with the story that I recalled. How long does the book go? Like, oh, what was there? Six, six volumes, seven volumes. I think it. Yeah, I Alex think it's has a good look. seven. <laughs> I think it's seven. So. Yeah. So I mean, they could get seven ser- seasons out of it. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Seven volumes. Does it have? So does the book have like a conclusion, or does it just like? I don't know. Never finish I'm, it. Okay. I only. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I don't have the whole series, I haven't read the whole series, you don't ask me who I am, you don't know who I am, <laughs> I'm thank you to you. Like, well, maybe that's something I'll get while I'm on lockdown. You're on lockdown? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, while you're under lock and key, you're going to maybe yeah. lock and key? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, well, I'm not converting the man shed into a podcasting booth, a studio, if you were. Yep. I'm jealous. Of Dude, that. I've actually been I've been having fun. Like I, I started to get started to get it set up. Um, I just ordered um, not a router, another router, but a um, a hub, a wired hub, so that I I'm gonna run my uh, Ethernet out to there, and then I'll I'll get another hub and set it up so I can have my Xbox and my uh, laptop, and then if I need to plug anything else in, then I'll be set. So. You're, n- you're never going to be in your room again. That's fine. I'm okay with that. It might help me sleep. Like, I sleep like shit because I spend all my time in my room. If I had an office... No, there's actually science to that. I know. Like, I, I, I get it. I don't sleep. <laughs> I don't It'd sleep. It'd be nice to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I've, slept, I've slept underneath in the super bed. Like mega bed. <laughs> get it right. Mega bed. Uh, the mega bed. Yeesh. The so, mega bed is rad. Yeah, like, uh, I... Uh, I got drywall already. I'm I'm gonna get insulation. I get paid on the tenth. I'm gonna go get insulation. Then I'll put the insulation in, put the drywall up. I'll I'll paint it. Like it'll be badass. 
Yeah, that sounds rad. Make sure you get that uh, get some of that egg crating. Yeah, well, you know, once I get the drywall up, then I can I'll cover all that, and yeah, it'll be cool. And then yeah, once yeah. I'm done, Before once I move in over there to that other house, um, then Riv can have it as like a playhouse or something. I don't know. Yeah, and you can build another man shed. I've already, I've already started figuring that out. I'm like, I think I'm gonna go for like eight by sixteen. I think that'd be good enough. I'm pretty sure this is exactly what Joe Rogan did. Only he had like fifteen million dollars to spend on his yeah. man shed, and he just created like the world's most badass podcast slash gym slash archery range slash <laughs> shooting gallery slash museum. Uh, well, one ever? thing at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're you're on the right. I mean, this is baby step one to the to the Joe Rogan compound. You're killing yeah. it. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. Make it happen. Well, hey, you know these people, they could have been anywhere in the world, but they're here with us. We appreciate that, and soon they're going to be in, in Robin's super sweet. Uh, man shed. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But uh, make sure you're checking us out on all of our social media so you can find us. <laughs> but for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Podcast. Go Ducks! Go Ducks! Go Ducks! Yep.